This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. I have never been more jealous of an adventure yeah. than I am for what you guys are in for. <laughs> a new chapter begins. Let's just keep climbing the mountain, try to get to Skiergard if we can. As the companions... You feel relatively safe. ...find themselves deep in the wild. Of course, you probably miss the inns of Skelt and Yanderhof right now. With only their wits to guide them. I have an intelligence of 23. <laughs> <laughs> what is your wisdom? But darkness will descend upon the heroes. Can I roll a perception check for any enemy camps or enemies lying in wait? And before the night is out... What? you hear, all of a sudden, 20 feet away from you, a low growl. Everything will change. <sighs> the adventure continues now. What's going on, everybody? Troy Lavalley here with another, yet another, exciting episode of the GCP. I just flew back from Portland, Oregon yesterday, and I don't even have the words to express what a wonderful time Skid and I had at the GCP West meetup. April Westervelt, Megan Holderby, the entire gang that put that thing together, it was it was mind-blowing. It was such a, a touching tribute to everything that we've created and, and, more importantly, to this community that we're building. It was so nice to see people whose names I recognize on Twitter or on Twitch or emails that I've read from people from years ago when we first started the show. It, was just, it, it just went by too fast. I wish that we had more time. I personally cannot wait to get back out to Portland, and I hope everyone that was there can come out to PaizoCon in May, because selfishly, I just want to hang out with you again, and it'll give you a chance to meet the rest of the guys as well. Honestly, I'm just continually amazed and and touched by this community that we're organically building together. To see everyone in that room just smiling all day long, playing Pathfinder, playing Starfinder, hanging out with Eric Mona and Dan Tharp, who made the trip down from Seattle, and then just to listen to trivia questions that I didn't even know the answer to, and, and just see the joy in people's faces to be making new friends, hopefully for life, and playing this game that we all love so much. These meetups are becoming such a hallmark of what we do, so thank you so much to the organizers that take the time to put this together, because it is this type of grassroots groundwork that is going to make the GCP different than everybody else out there. Speaking of meetups, they're popping up all over the place. We have the GCP Mid-Atlantic meetup on March 24th in Durham, North Carolina. Make sure you go out to that. Our buddy Kayvon is setting that up, and I know it's going to be awesome. And then on April 7th is the GCP Midwest meetup in Roselle, Illinois. And our good friend AJ Taylor, friend of the pod, is going to be doing that one as well. Please, if you can get out there, it is such a good time to do these meetups. And you never know who's going to show up. If you're interested in hosting your own GCP event, just go to glasscannonpodcast.com slash events and fill out the form. Let us know your name. Let us know where you want to have this event, when you want to have this event, how many people you think you're going to have attending. And then we'll set you up with our GCP events, Warhorn, and help you do everything we can to make it a really good time. And speaking of good times, we have been having an amazing time here in the old attic, as it were. In the last week and a half, we have started both our Ruins of Ozlant podcast and our Dead Sons podcast. And I can't wait for you people to listen to these. I couldn't be happier with how they've turned out. And I'm just beaming at the chance to be able to share these with you. And this month, February, this is when the Ruins of Ozlant podcast is coming out. And then, of course, in April, Dead Sons. So be ready. We'll be releasing exact dates very, very soon. But get excited, because I know I am. So much is happening. I could talk for an hour and a half, but we got an episode to get to, folks. We have a very important episode. One of those ones where about 10 minutes in, I would say no one was expecting what happened. So please, please enjoy episode 141 of the GCP, Climbs and Misdemeanors. Doesn't it feel good to get back in some combat? Sure does, right? good buddy. 
I mean, I enjoyed all that role playing. Um, subreddit, they could they could go either way on uh, <laughs> uh, role playing. Uh, but I mean, I loved it. I think you needed that after all that happened in Minderhall's Valley. We needed to check back in with these people. Worked out real well for us. Well, <laughs> this is gonna be a a real barn burner of a book, isn't it? <laughs> you had to set the stage for this book, really, and uh, and now you're really making this trek. You had the encounter with the Borello, which didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> Uh, I wasn't able to award you uh, a full complement of XP for that because it uh, ran away. Um, but and then, by a full complement of XP, do you mean zero XP for not killing it? Zero XP. No, I, I gave you. I gave you a portion. Um, and to be fair, we for, ran away. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like cowards. So I should have given you zero. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I gave you a little bit. I gave you a little bit. But then you guys really handled the avalanche encounter well. And I mean. I really enjoyed that. I had a very visual um, picture in my mind of what it looked like, of everybody running and flying, and then the fight with the frogs. It was very, very cool. Uh, and then we- I love when they do mechanics for real-world events like that, natural disaster yeah, come up with- sort of events, where they come up all the details of like what you can choose to do. How it, you know, the risk reward system of yeah. running from an avalanche and how quickly an avalanche moves every six seconds. And it's just really, and, and also just the amount of space it takes up. You yeah. Know, yeah. Wrapping your mind around that because you rarely play on a map in terms of 500 feet, three, you know, you move 150 feet this round. Yeah, it wasn't quite enough. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's a really neat way to, to look at that stuff. I'm glad it's over, though, because we couldn't afford that golf cart for Skid much longer. <laughs> up and down the table, yeah. left and right. I'm trying to think of all the party members that we've gone through, if there's anyone that would have had a real hard time with that. I don't know, because Feyraza and Pembroke were able to keep everybody going. Like, Sir Will would have had Lexington. Um, Calabras at this level probably would have had the ability to fly. Well, go, um, he could fly. Umlo would have definitely died. Umlo would have died. Yeah, Umlo would have died. He would have been buried <laughs> had alive. No chance. Yeah. Calabras has the same dimensional steps ability that Pembroke. Right, right. Or would have it at this level. Because it's a travel domain, right? Right, right. Travel and luck. Does he have God, I miss feats? that cleric. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful cleric. Um, yeah, so maybe everybody would be all right. I don't know. I was, I was hoping for one, like, burial. Yeah. You know, that's always fun. Yeah. Somebody's going to try and dig them out, and they'll die, too. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. One can dream, Uh, Troy. One can dream. One can dream. Hey, but something really good came out of it. Lork leveled up. Yeah! All right. Yeah. So now we have a party of 10888. 10-888. Perfect. <laughs> Ready to go on these CR12 encounters. <laughs> Classic. It's going to be so hard. Ugh. So hard. But let's talk about this level up. We yeah. haven't done this for a while with Lork, of all y- people. Yeah, seriously. Um, so did you, first of all, hot question on everybody's mind. Did you stick with Ranger or did you multiclass? Did this experience of being transformed into an elf, this reincarnation, change Lork in any way that he wouldn't want to take a new class? No, not right now. He's taking Ranger. <laughs> okay. He didn't want to weaken an already weak, under-leveled character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that he... You got no guts, O'Brien! No, he really wants to explore this uh, ability that to, to be the Ranger of the party, to try to track and find these giants, hunt them down, and, and kill them uh, to the best of his ability. And, I mean, he's just getting... It, it's really interesting, after playing Sir Will for so long, who had no perception because he just had no wisdom to play a ranger with That's extremely sure. high perception, especially in his favored <laughs> terrain. Yeah. And uh, so that's something that you get at eighth level is an additional favored terrain. And mm. your former favorite terrain, which was mountains for him, goes up another plus just two. Just like favorite enemy. Total plus four now in the mountains. So that's plus four to initiative, perception, survival, oh, wow. stealth wow. while he's in that terrain. Cool. What was the new terrain you picked? Uh, I went with underground. Ah, uh, what does that cover? Uh, I think it covers anything that's under the ground. I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean caves. All I right. would think uh, dungeons. What if the cave is above ground? Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. You know, it's really interesting. I was looking and I was like, "Oh man, there, there's going to be so many options." Because I had forgotten. I haven't looked at a favorite terrain for Lork in all, like two years. You poo pooed it when you got your first favorite terrain. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I, you're like, this is garbage. I'll never use it. Yeah. Nothing interesting happens for Lork. Yeah, I, I think that, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's growing on me. I think it's definitely growing on me. But 
Uh, I think it's because our terrain was changing so much, and now it's it's going to be steady at least for fairly, a while. Fairly consistent for right. a while. Yeah, and of course... One would suspect. And with any class, once you get two options, you know what I mean? It really it really expands the different places you can go and get, and get bonuses. Doubles it. Doubles it, in fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but either way... Either way, but I looked it up, and there's like... You can take like extra planar terrains. So I mean, I'm like, I want to uh, know these adventures where a ranger's favorite terrain is like the fire plane. What happened to that guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got mixed up in some shit. <laughs> that guy's life took him some strange directions. I'm not, I'm not good in mountains. Put me in a fire plane. I mean, there's a bunch of them too. There's a bunch of them. There's all these ethereal planes, the heavens and hell, and all kinds of different favorite terrain options That's you cool. can take. But I, I felt like this adventure is. Little nitty gritty. If we're going into the mountains, I also want to be able to know what I'm doing in caves. So I went with underground. And eighth level, you get an ability point, right? Yes. What did you put it in? I put it into strength. And why? Because I lost my strength in the reincarnation. Ah, I see. So and I had taken two points of strength, I believe. I believe I took two points of strength uh, for my half orc mm-hmm. racial power, so he lost that, uh, and then um, so I wanted to get that get that back, okay. so at least start chipping away at it. And because you know, even though I want him to be ranged, I also you know he remembers a lot of melee fighting, and and I want him to be able to do that if it comes to it. And he still has heart spit, heart spit, heart spit. Okay, so I mean, I think that if he gets in a melee situation, he's got a round or two to be alive. That's pretty much it, but I want those rounds to count. Sure, sure, okay. Yeah. All right, so there's a new Lork in town. Uh, you, and uh, Feyrazo and uh, Pembroke, when you guys leveled up to eight, I'm assuming, Pembroke, you put that in intelligence? I believe I did. And do you remember what you did, Feyrazo? Wisdom? Wisdom, I believe. Yeah. Um, Baron, it's been so long since you've been eighth level. Dexterity, of course it was dexterity. Of course it was dexterity, yes. yes. It was wisdom, I just checked. It was wisdom. Um, She's very wise. This party is interesting. I mean, you've got... What do you? I think what you're missing is that that real melee operator. Somebody can get in there and bash. You don't have that right now. No. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that we ever have had that. Not really. The most we had was you. Uh, you mean Lork? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could do. He could lay out some damage with uh, Gorm's Thorn, but he had to hit, and he also didn't have enough AC to stay up enough rounds in that situation against giants. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the four-person party is perfect because it, it makes you have to like. All right, how are we going to figure this out? We have got to give something up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel? Do you guys feel like it's you, like you're you're constantly defending against the power play in hockey? Like, <laughs> yes. That's like what it, it's always like. Do you guys feel you adequately supplied yourself for your weaknesses heading into Skier Guard? Well, not for the incorporeal stuff. No, I mean that became obvious first combat. Yeah. Oh dear. It was incorporeal things. It's flying things that I guess we have more spells now. Faraza can fly, so I feel better about it. But like I'm thinking back to when Nestor went down during that fight against the Drake. I'm still worried about that. But Or in the cave paintings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a very interesting time. Ghosts and birds are two nemeses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, you brush off the snow. Not that any of you tumbled. Um, and uh, there's no treasure, obviously, on these giant glacier toads. Um, although you must think that they probably caused the avalanche, um, although they didn't appear to be very intelligent. Um, and now you are up on that next level. You got up that steep slope, and you see a path that you can take. Mm. That doesn't mean there won't be more steep slopes you have to climb, but there is a very a mountain pass. path. Um, somebody want to roll a survival check? Oh, you know I'm on it. 13. 13. <laughs> 26 for Ferraza. Ooh. What? Druid. Druid. 39 for Lord. What does the ranger have to say? 39. All That's right. a natty 20 to start the session. Nice. Wow. That's All good. right. So, Feyrazi, you're looking around and you see, obviously, there are tracks here. Um, and going in all directions. In, I mean, you would think they're going both backwards and forwards. Left and to right. To the left and right. 
every maybe which way. Occasionally diagonally. <laughs> Imagine a species. Its tracks are there. <laughs> it's like one that like goes right to the edge of the cliff and just ends. <laughs> but you see it pick up again like the next yeah. How did they do that? There's multiple figure eights it's in either direction. Um, Lork, you with a 39 see a couple of things. You see tracks of giants and humanoid figures and some dragging tracks of the smaller figures yeah. as well um, going up the mountain and down the mountain. And some walking humans? Some walking, yeah. Okay. Some walking humans, some walking giants, big, big footprints. Remember back to uh, the Siege of Trunau and you saw that first yeah, giant. Yeah, like water puddling in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. It reminds me of that. So it's like that, but it's in the snow. Yeah. Um, and you look up and you see that this plateau, if Skiergard does exist at the top of this, that it's going to take a few hours to get up there. Um, but you do see tracks and you do see a trail. Okay. I what is your plan? Start start following it, I guess. Okay. Um, I think we should be on our guard. Clearly, this area is trafficked. Although, I don't know whether the toads would have tried triggered an avalanche against one of the giants. I wonder if they're waiting for some more manageable prey. Aye, smaller prey, I think. But we should... Uh, yes, this seems to be the only way to go. Would it be wise if I flew up ahead... And got an idea of what we have coming for us. Mm. I think that is incumbent upon you, my friend, Firaza. I like that idea, yes. Uh, so Firaza will wild shape into uh, an Arctic eagle. Oh. I don't even know if that's a thing. I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> but you bought it so Damn hard. Arctic. Oh. Oh. Bottle cap. beautiful. <laughs> She's beautiful. How many yeah. wild shapes do you get a day? Four. 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 Eight hours each. All right, so awesome. wild shape into an Arctic eagle. <laughs> it's an eagle. It's just a. It's just an eagle, but it's got it's, Arctic coloring. It's a turd. <laughs> uh, and you want to just start kind of fly up the path ahead. Yeah, I think. Well, I think she'd kind of like veer off the path. That mm-hmm. way, she can kind of see the path from a distance. But like, she, she has perspective down on the mountain. Okay. Um, so flying up, and how long can you do this? Pretty much as long as you want. As long as I want. Okay. All right. So you start flying up, and you see the path is like wrapping around this mountain peak mm. and it starts forking off in multiple directions that also lead up the peak at various points throughout this uh climb there are um sort of resting areas you think oh that might be a good place to camp if we decide to go up the mountain and then back down to avoid um succumbing to the altitude sickness not to mention the cold that may be up there and you know there will be cold up there because as you start to ascend you start to feel it definite cold uh, on these ice cap mountains um, lots of trees um, less the far farther you go up um, and yeah you've got a good idea of where this is going to lead it's just going to be a matter of trying to figure out which way you want to go can I roll a perception check for any enemy camps or enemies lying in wait sure ambushes as it were ambushes as it were 25 25. All right, so you're turning around, flying loops around this mountain, and it's, it's taking a while to get around. And at a certain point, you do see a maybe seven or eight giants coming down the mountain with a bunch of humans in chains. Oh, are they riding Whoa. six white horses? They are not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they... How far ahead of where the party is are they? You would probably, if you spent the rest of the day walking from where you are, you would probably never meet them. Okay. So they're, they they're a full, like a full day's journey ahead of us, basically? Not a day's journey away, but like you knowing what you know of the path, you would have to like walk directly towards them. And most likely they're going to the other side of the mountain. Okay. Uh, do any of, the, any of the prisoners look vaguely orcish? No. What about half orcish? No. Quarter? No, they appear to be quarter, quarter female. <laughs> from from you know, depending on how close you get, they all look to be like she lands on the shoulder of one of the giants. <laughs> <laughs> it squashes. Firaz is now dead. Play the sad music. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> That's not the sad music. Oh, sorry, it makes me sad. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Faraz will 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 soar back down and um, land in front of him and update the others as to what she's seen. All right, so you give them all the updates, and you guys feel confident that you can begin ascending. It's afternoon now. Feyraz, you probably think to get to the top, and I mean, I didn't have you go all the way up to the top. You can do that if you want. Um, but to get to the top, you'd probably, it's probably going to take three hours of walking. Um, you're able to assess that. Um, at Is the Skier Guard at the top? You would think so. That's where it points okay. on the map. It's just one mountain, one clear mountain. It's not like there's two mountains butting up against each other, and we have to go over a mountain ridge right. or anything Unless like that. Unless the paths get really funky up there, Feyraza feels pretty confident that if you just keep ascending, you're eventually going to switch backing, basically. But yeah. on the other side of the mountain where she saw these giants, you know, they may be coming from there as well. But that's not to say that the path that you're on isn't going to lead there as well. I wonder why or where they're taking prisoners. You said they're coming down the mountain. Coming down the mountain. Does it seem like we're going to run into them inevitably? Like, are they coming down? No, he said that it looked like they were going to take another. Look like okay. they're on the other a, side. A branch. Of the like yeah. they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, well we could try to catch up to them and see if we can. Or, but six I don't or seven want to giants. mess with it. Yeah. No, I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. That's. You would be greatly outnumbered. It would be mm. outnumbered. Our best, our best bet would be to be able to ambush them, perhaps. And I don't think we'd have the opportunity to do it. Let's just keep climbing the mountain, try to get Skiergard if we can. Very well, my friend. I have an intelligence of twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> what is your wisdom? Four. No. <laughs> no, sixteen. I have very wise. Ooh, I'm very wise yeah, as well. Wise. Yeah. Um, Come to me for advice. <laughs> so do you guys start going up the mountain? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what is the party order? Well, I think uh, Baron kind of uh, gives a hand to his elvish friend, the yeah. elf. Yeah. And says, please, <laughs> yeah. take the lead, my friend. Lork will take the lead. Ladies um, and gentlemen, Lork the elf. <laughs> Lork the elf. <laughs> elf, the elf. <laughs> uh, he will uh, take the lead doing... Stealth checks, so moving basically at half speed and, uh, and doing survival checks and perception checks kind of the whole way. Uh, just being very wary of where these tracks are headed and making sure there's nobody lying in wait. No sure. giant ambushes or other creatures. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a survival, a stealth, and a perception in that order. And uh, Faraza will remain an eagle. Okay. She'll you know, be... 20 feet or so above the party. And as an eagle, you could tell us all that information. You can speak. I can speak. Right? That's that natural speech. I have speech. natural speech. Very so cool. Um, all yeah, right. Is it disturbing? <laughs> no, I think, no, as an elf, he's like, this is awesome. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Or if you like Disney movies or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are your two options. Yeah. Survival. All right. So the survival is uh, 31, 35 if it's giant related okay. on survival. And then what was the other one? Crunching in the snow. Uh, stealth. Stealth is uh, 28 if it's giants, 24 if not. Okay. And then perception, you said? Mm-hmm. Perception is 28 if it's giants, 24 if not. Okay. That's already annoying. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll just say the higher one. Is it a spell or spell-like ability? Uh, okay. I have so. this exact problem in games where I've GM'd with Rangers, <laughs> and they keep like qualifying. Yeah. You don't, it's How, you don't know what you're perceiving. You don't know. All right. So you guys go up the mountain, and Lork is, what, you know, 20, 30 feet ahead, ranging ahead. Just yeah, at very, least, yeah. You know, you're... The, providing the stealth for the party, and I'm sure Baron is watching the back, making sure nobody's mm. coming up from behind you. But you don't feel it took you. It was such a pain in the ass for you to get up that steep slope. Uh, you don't think that you're going to run any trouble. So, look, you continue up ahead, about an hour and fifteen minutes into your uh, walk up the way, you see a little. Uh, I want to say a landing, but kind of like a small area that you could rest for a moment. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, the path continues up there, but you guys have been going an hour and 15 minutes. It's getting a little bit colder. You're not have to roll anything, but you can feel the, alt- the air-, air is getting a little thinner. Um, and you guys know what you're in for. Yeah, Pembroke is like bundling himself in his newly purchased cold weather gear. 
I think maybe this is a place to to put a base camp. What do you think, Sheriff Barrett? Well, it's uh it's a little bit further off than where we told Sir Will we'd be, but I, I have faith in, in Lexington and his scent ability, so I think it's as good a place as any. Too bad Lexington's not here? Well, when he returns, as we discussed <laughs> in a previous episode, Matthew. <laughs> um, you son of a... Your, uh, your perception is good enough, Lork, to know, too, this probably would be a good spot. There's, like, some trees you could safely be right, Some protection from the wind, and then maybe a good place to get uh, rest and acclimate to the at- altitude. Yeah, we have our iron, we have our, um, what's it called? What we use to hide. Oh, our, uh, the iron. The spike. The spike. spike. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yes, the spike. I'll never be spending any time in that tent again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I'll only- pitch a natural tent. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's only the, you know, it's, it's getting to be later afternoon. I'd say it's probably like two in the afternoon. Um, you would think you probably have another couple hours to get to the top. You have no idea what you're going to see at the top. You are at a place now. What do you want to do? I think uh, guys healed I, up. Pembroke is definitely time. out of breath. I mean, speaking as myself, growing up in Colorado, I know like climbing a mountain, like walking up a trail in the mountains, is a huge pain in the ass. Right. So I'm imagining a 72 year old man <laughs> is not. Is like, I, I have a vote, um, and the elderly always vote. disproportionate numbers Um, I I think we should uh, I I would like to bed down I would like to bed down for a bit we should get settled here before we lose the light Baron I don't know if you'd like to start a fire or not personally I think we should try to go without I don't think we should risk a fire but it's dangerous to do one I know I, I think we should perhaps consider sleeping a little bit closer than we normally do is distasteful as that may be. Yeah. I have no problem with it at all. I have no tr- I have no problem with a little just friends spooning. <laughs> <laughs> the first a- night we met, we slept in a queen bed together. Would I'm- you care to join us under the tent, Lork? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I do a... Is it a survival check to predict the weather? It is. It is. I wanted to try to do a survival check to see if there's a storm coming in the evening and two, if uh, if the weather overnight is going to, seems to drop low enough that it's going to require uh, checks to not become weakened or fatigued. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and roll the survival check. Uh, that's a 29. 29. And Baron, you, you've got, you, you probably would get up there as well, right? Yeah, I, I was there. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's probably fifty something degrees. It might drop a little bit, but it's not going to drop below forty overnight. And okay. it's probably going to. It's not warm by any by any means, but you, you, it's going to stay the same. You would think. I think we can go without a fire, Pembroke. Yes. Let's get a little shelter and, uh, Baron. Perhaps if you'd like, you and I could range up a little bit and see what uh, what lies up ahead. Just carefully. Oh, as carefully as we can, my friend. Yeah. One so, moment, my friends. Um, so Faraza has been craft, has been casting Goodberry every night mm. to make some Goodberries for everybody. Uh, so she's going to distribute them now that we're in, you know, I, hit points are the best you 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 always good. Yep. Uh, so each of you get twenty five Goodberries. Oh, oh, nice! Oh, wow! I've just been bur- at, at the end of the. They day, don't have I, a time limit. No, they're magical. Wow. Um, I love that spell. But you can only take uh, eat eight of them a day. Okay. There's a, yeah, you can't just sit there eating. And what do they do? One point, one hit point. Heal one hit point. Hey, that's great. Yeah. And so you can eat a handful of them at a time, I believe. Eight hit points right off yeah, the bat Yeah, you can there. just be like, standard oh. action, but boom, eight yeah. hit points. Uh, very cool, very cool. All right, so you bed down. Um, you don't see anything or hear anything. Um, luckily, whatever that uh, giant chain gang was all about does not come down your side of the mountain. You feel relatively safe as night falls it gets a little bit colder but as Lork and Baron predicted it does not drop to dangerous cold of course you probably miss the inns of Skelt and Yanderhof right now um, before any of you go to bed at one point Cat Benatar seems miffed again jeez damn, what a, what a, damn it not like no. she's being possessed or anything like that, like what happened with the Borello, but she smells something. And she starts sniffing. What and is it, girl? 
you don't hear anything just yet, but all of a sudden you go from feeling cold to all of you feeling overwhelmingly hot. Ooh. And you hear 20 feet away from you a low growl. Oh, no. And all of a sudden, that distance away from nothingness in the air, an enormous red dragon what appears that's not right <laughs> oh no and is just standing there looking at you oh no <laughs> i have been watching you i've seen you parley with a woodland spirit i've seen you fight for your lives I've seen you survive an avalanche. What business do you have high atop this plateau in the village of Skiergard? I advise you not to be dishonest. Um, Pembroke in Draconic uh, says, Oh, I beg you, oh, great and powerful worm of the mountains. May this, our humble supplicants, we humble supplicants, ask you your name. My name is Naxima. And who might you be, old sir? Oh, great and powerful Naximara. Can I do some kind of check to see if I've heard of this dragon? Sure. Uh, knowledge local? Arcana? Arcana. Arcana, yeah. Um, that's 40. 40. (laughs) You know his middle name. (laughs) You have not heard of Naximar. Um, but that name, um, it probably comes from a great line of dragons. Okay. But you haven't heard of her specifically. Okay. Uh, clearly you are from a great, a great line of potent dragons. It is an honor and a terror to be in your awesome presence. I am Pembroke. These are my companions. This is Feraza. This is Baron. And this is Lork. And this is Cat Benatar. (laughs) 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 Not to be confused with the scene. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> she does not like the joke. Not, not like that like joke. It's <laughs> like she hasn't heard that one before. <laughs> I ask you again, what business do you have atop this plateau? We seek the giants that have made their camp residence atop this mountain. Why? We track a party. I'm sorry, she was speaking common when she first came down. Yes. Um, We track a party of humans that were set upon by frost giants. We track them up the mountainside. We saw their tracks and have been following that. Is that your only business to save your friends? It's our most pressing business. Can I roll a sense motive to see why he's asking us this? Like if he's a... She. 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 Uh, Yes, absolutely. I would also like to do that. Ugh. 27 9 10 27 bear yeah, bear inquisitor. That's inquisitor baby inquisitor. damn girl damn girl damn girl damn, damn girl. gina damn daniel <laughs> uh 27 um you're looking up to see if she's lying no i'm looking up uh a skill you have no Idea, but she has not attacked you yet. I'm go- so <laughs> that's we know, we know, know that. Yeah, Baron- from her tone, you cannot uh, you cannot quite get a read on what she wants to know. Baron makes eyes with Lork and knows this is a dicey situation, and he turns to the dragon and says, "I'm going to be honest with you. We're here to kill them, all of them." I like it. Risk, lay it all on the table. Be honest. I'm umlo. I'm Umlo You've come to kill them all, you say 
Any that serve. Volstus. Volstus. Any that serve. God damn it, that's not Baron's voice. Any that serve. <laughs> any that serve. We are, we are here to kill any giants that serve Volstus. Her eyes get huge. Volstus. I do not know what your experiences with my kind have been thus far in your lives. But know this. I, Naximara, do not come seeking a fight. I come seeking allies. Let me ask you, what do you know of this Volstas? I'm sure we know very little less, I'm sure, than you, your greatness. We know that he seeks to accumulate the greatest power that he can possibly gain to reclaim the giant's power over all of Galarian. We know and all wish- creatures within it. He wishes to subjugate the entire world to his will. That may be true, but that is no business of mine. For the power that he possesses that is of interest to me. Ah, he has dominated one of your kind. Yes. <laughs> he has dominated ding, 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 ding. many of my kind. For he possesses a very powerful artifact known as the Orb of Dragonkind. Oh, shit. Let me ask you, old man. You seem to know of my lineage. Do you know of the ancient red dragon, Belgroth? Do I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was an ancestor of mine. For nearly a thousand years, Belgroth terrorized western Avastan from the inner sea to the Storm Spear Mountains until his reign of terror was cut short and he was imprisoned within an orb of dragon kind. For the first 200 years of my life, this Belgaroth was just a figure from the ancient past, nothing more than a subject of old stories that were half-hearted attempts at cautionary tales for hatchlings. It had nothing to do with me. But all of that changed when I learned that the orb of dragonkind containing Belgaroth's essence, my great and powerful ancestor's essence, had resurfaced in the hands of an upstart storm giant warlord who called himself Volstis, the storm tyrant. Oh, this Volstis. Ever since his reign began, he has used this orb to dominate dragons under his command. One of these is the old red dragon, Akazaroth. You also know this name, Mm. Pembroke. But he uses younger dragons as messengers between his headquarters and his outlying holdings, such as Skiergard. In fact, a dragon normally roosts in the watchtower in the northwest corner of the village. But he has been absent for some time. I ask you this. You, dwarf, say you come to kill them all. You say you come to defy Olstis. What is your plan to take on an army of highly skilled giants? Do you even know what you are getting yourselves into at Skiergard? We know that we're the only thing separating the rest of the world from these giants, and we are prepared to stake out and get as much reconnaissance as we can and perhaps turn the giants against themselves. We've already done it in Minderhall's Valley. Reconnaissance is key. The giants of Skiergard are too numerous to face in direct conflict. It would be certain death for all of you. In order to have any chance of succeeding, you must use guerrilla tactics to drive the camp to disband instead. 
I don't know what you know of giants, but they are independent, self-reliant monsters. When they do work together, it is usually in racially similar groups or along tribal lines. So this heterogeneous mixture of different giant races that you will see in Skiergard is unusual and uncomfortable for many training there. As a result, if these giants become sufficiently dismayed or disheartened with the camp's conditions or leadership, they will quit altogether. Omnipotent and most gracious and powerful dragon. <laughs> your ancestor, the tales speak of your ancestor laying waste to entire regions. He was the bane of a continent. If Volstus has the power that he wielded, then he is more mighty than we even could have imagined. We thank you very much for your advice. Cogent and prescient as it is. But there remains a question. Yes. Why are you here? And why is the dragon that is normally in the northwest corner gone? Are you... Have you gained any information yourself you could share with us? I do not know about the whereabouts of the dragon. He's most likely back with the storm tyrant, if I were to guess. I have disguised myself as many creatures and walked amongst the village myself. I have seen what they are all about. But if I were to display myself and the storm tyrant learned of my existence, he would no doubt try to imprison me as well. With your knowledge of his artifact, does he have to be near you in order to dominate you, or can he do it from distance? I do not know for sure, but I am not one to take chances with such a powerful artifact. Where do you make your home? I make my home where I lie my head. It has no interest of yours. Oh, uh, in your paramount supremacy, we humble ourselves before you as much as you have condescended to help us. Is there any, is there any way that you may help us further in our quest to rid the the mountain of these of these giants you must find ways to disrupt their activities destroy their stockpiles and infrastructure and more often than not and she just like shakes her head looking at you trying to figure out how the hell you're going to do this kill them outright with stealth espionage Careful planning, observing your enemy, and sufficient tactics, you may have a chance to succeed. However, if you choose the path of humans and dwarves, aggressive, blunt force strategies will get you killed, and you'll be lucky if a quick death with the single blow of an axe is all that is your fate. Very well. We shall attempt to use uh, cleverness insurgency and grievance politics to achieve our goal. Do you know anything of the human captives they take? What they do with them at Skiergard? Do they enslave them? Do they kill them? Yes. They enslave them. For what? And Labor. they kill them. They kill them for food. And they enslave them to work the land. The giants are numerous, and the food supplies are dwindling. The slaves help them to keep the camps fed. But when they become useless, they become the food themselves. As of late, that has been happening more often. Who are the most hated giants, racially, among the giants? Well, the frost giants reign supreme. Their word is law. They may be fights once in a while between hill giants and Ettins and the like. But when the frost giant comes into the camp, it stops 
immediately. What do you know of their leadership? We know little but what we have seen at the cathedral that here in Minderhall's Valley. I am second-guessing choosing my allies when you don't even know who your enemy is. For you must understand if you are able to succeed in disbanding the camp you will only incapacitate the body to fully drive a spike into the storm tyrant's designs as you say it is your desire dwarf you must finish the job by cutting off the head they are led by a frost giant yarl known as Skirkatla, a possibly immortal frost giant of a legendary power and resilience who is certainly capable of reforming the training camp elsewhere if she isn't stopped permanently. But know this, you must not confront the giant queen until the threat of the village is no longer at your backs. Do you understand? Yes, yes. Oh, omnipresent one. My ability to gather intelligence is limited. I can't assume the form of a giant and my size, weight, and scent make invisibility a limited gambit at best. Only worked for the likes of you four. Now, I know that we have to take care of the camp first. But surely one as powerful as you cannot believe that Skirkatla is invincible. Do you know any of her weaknesses? Vanity, physical, or otherwise? I do not know. She only makes appearances every so often. And she has many in her retinue that keep her safe. From what I understand, she cannot be defeated. However, you must find a way. We will strike at the body until the head falls. Most revered one. Yes. As you have walked among them, have you noticed any wildlife that survives and escapes their attention? I've seen you take flight. I would stay in the air. For if you walk amongst them, you will be their next meal. Do you have any other questions? I will... Watch you. If I were to come to your aid, it could be extremely detrimental for our plans. But are we together on this? Aye, we're together. And we can stay smaller and more silent, I think, than you. So I think you need to stay away. Stay safe. We'll... Explore these guerrilla tactics, as you say, and try to separate them, split them out, kill them in small numbers, and then maybe you'll meet us again. Is there a way that we can contact you, should we need to speak once more? I have been watching you for days, and will continue to do so. We'll just wave, then. Wave is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Once again, for your assistance, O oh, most mighty of and sovereign of great worms. Know this, old man. I sense great arcane power within you. If you seek to charm them, as I have done, they are smart and they are wise. Mm. And repeated castings, they will know. There are too many of them. Use your magic wisely. Yes. I shall attempt to be judicious. Thank you. We dragonkind are a proud race, and we will not be exploited as weapons in a conflict we did not plan, start, or more importantly, command. Know this. I have no love for humanity. But I refuse to allow my race to serve as giant slaves. <laughs> Her wings pick up, and she fades out 
and you just feel the wind and the heat disappear as she flies off. Snow oh. melted all around us. She's Snow just like emanating down. heat. It's just black ground underneath. Lork is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was illuminating. Matthew, we never, got to, we never got to ask her if she was wearing hockey pads or not. It seemed like she may not have been. You'll see that again. was... Awesome! Yeah, I was, I was, that was quite unexpected. Thank I you. never, ever get to just talk to dragons. I know. It's yeah. so great. It's always a fight. I yeah. wonder what Sir Will would have done. I was thinking that the whole time. I was Red like, dragon. so glad Will's not here. <laughs> He'd be like, charge! Highbury! Highbury! So it sounds like if we're going to you know, take her suggestion and go gorilla on this, we want to cut off their supply lines and end their food supply, but we'd have to first get the humans out so that they won't be used as, you know, food. I don't know. I th- well, I think we got to scout out the situation. It sounds like we need to do a lot of planning and a lot of scouting before we make any moves at all. As she said, she illuminated quite well how little we know of these frost giants and their habits. If we can identify where they move and when, and maybe not even just the frost giants, but the hill giants... The ogres, whatever other lower species of giant is up there. I suggest we make use of the world around us. Speak to the trees. Treat with the insects. I have, I have magics in my ability that I can use insects as spies. I believe that between that and the natural world, we shall find a way to observe their comings and goings. Ah, yes. The birds and the beasts will be our allies. Indeed. <laughs> and also, I can make each of us invisible in turn for a given period of time if we have a route, a route to take to find a safe place. I do think, though, however, that we certainly can't rely on siege tactics and starve them out over time. There are people in there, as you say, so I think the more theatrical perhaps our disruptions could be, the more effective they will be, and they will not go unnoticed. We will sow discord. Perhaps the uh, occasional uh, use of, uh, of my charming spells could help us to, in some degree in this area. Can you disguise yourself, my dear friend? Yes, but only as a younger man. <laughs> I, I don't know how helpful that would be unless, unless I'm looking to date or something. <laughs> a younger giant man? <laughs> no. Um, a baby giant. Um... Man, I'll tell you, I am thinking that if it's like, I don't know, it's, I don't know why we would do scouting of, well, because I don't know why we would do scouting of them at, at, during the day. Yeah, well, I was going to say, we're more visible. We should move, we should definitely move at night regardless. Right. But the problem is we want to observe them during the day just to, to get a sense well, of the movements think, and the training and who goes where when. I think we have to eventually we have to get into this place and like kind of set up shop uh, I think that's what we're going to have to end up doing is find a place where we can remain hidden like in in the camp yeah you know beneath really? notice that's what I think I think that um, I mean I think that it's feasible that we would have like a like a two hour commute <laughs> to work we, we potentially, you know what I mean, like two hour, like stay completely away and out and out of the altitude, and then go in there, scout, come back away, go in there, scout, come back away. I mean, obviously, we could be scouting and find a place that we think is totally safe. But I'm thinking Pembroke's wisdom um, could be sublime in this instance. We could, there might be little areas. Uh, these are giant belt areas where we could kind of skitter around, much like rats do in a house. You know, yeah, we, we hide behind the stove when they turn on the lights, and yeah, then, that's, then we're gone. We'll be like. Uh, vermin to them yeah I can, sure but i, I guess and I'm, i mean every time we'd have to like infiltrate this base every time right now it's just, yeah right now it's just conjecture anyway so yeah we, we don't we have no and, and i'm also talking about mainly what i'm talking about is like the very first few trips you know what i mean like figuring out well the size of it where yeah it is. Yeah. yeah i mean we definitely have to figure out how to get in and, and we should probably do that where to go and we should probably do that at night yeah and we should do that at yeah. night because there's valuable intel at night too. Who's sleeping where, and how many guards are posted, and what are their patrols? Yeah, and Faraza can go fly up there right now. True. Yeah, and yeah. report back. I mean, that's that was the dragon's advice. Yeah, I mean, and Lore can also be. I mean, he's all but invisible, stealth wise well, to giants. I mean, it, you're you're still rolling, Joe. So yeah, it's fail. Yeah, terribly. It's, it's pretty high. 
pretty high. <laughs> um, oh, damn. I, I, I have the spell tree shape. Remember Oiga used that to hide from us? Yeah. Uh, but I thought I, I was hoping I could turn us all into a copse of trees, but I can only do it. It ranges personal, so I can only do myself. But I can become a tree. I can just set myself up as a tree at night and just sit in their camp. For, just in town square? Yeah, for eight <laughs> hours. Where that tree get Where does here? tree come from? <laughs> oh, all right. It's getting later in the night. Do you want to... Uh, you know that you've got a few hour journey to get to the top. Do you want to sleep it off and assess in the morning? What do we think? Should I? I mean, I would have to rest the next day if if I go now. Well, um, I think we would. My thinking is we rest overnight and the next day. During that period, someone scouts out the area. And then we do whatever it is we plan on doing the next night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, and Lork would. And then you want can rest. To, also, you can rest eight during hours during that point, during that period also. Yeah, that's fine. So, so I could, so I could use my last wild shape of the day or my second to last. Yeah. Head up there, see, see as much as I can, fly around for a couple hours and then fly back down. And Lork is definitely going to do light ranging at night, you know, a mm-hmm. few hundred feet or more from the camp. Uh, he only needs four hours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he can definitely scope stuff out at night and he's going to have the energy to do it he's sure want he can't just sit there um okay so are you sleeping or are you doing some scouting i'm gonna go fly up okay we're gonna but then we're gonna rest for until the next night so i'll come back and rest during the day all right um fly up and roll a perception check i'm assuming you have dark vision uh actually do eagles have dark vision no you sure I'm fairly confident. It's um, a magical turn. Yeah, they turn don't, they turn, don't turn into an owl. Yeah, animals like there's very few. That I could do. do it. I, I could do owls owl. have low light vision. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I could do an owl. Well, I mean, it's a no. It's a clear night. You said it, if it's clear, I mean, oh, there's a moon. You know, yeah, yeah. Starlight. I mean, it would be plenty. You just don't know what you're looking for. But you can see what there's to see. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we go. Twenty six. Eagles have dark vision. I'm an eagle. <laughs> ah. I hate eagle. All right. All right. That. Hate the fucking eagles, man. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, it's a summoned eagle. I don't know if that's different than a wild-shaped eagle. <laughs> uh, Pizo, p- uh, a little Paizo. Uh, I wild shape into a summoned eagle. A <laughs> summoned eagle. All right, so. I'm kidding for all 26, <laughs> you are flying up there, and how many hours do you spend? So you said it would take two hours to fly up to the city? No, it'll take three hours to walk up, probably. Two or three hours to walk up from where you are. But, I mean, you can fly up there, but you've got to find where this camp is. So I have eight hours. Okay. So, there, so that includes there and back time. And so I, was, I think sure. I spend the full amount of time just kind of circling, pretending to hunt, like, as I'm observing when I eventually find it. All right, 26. You see a, what looks like some sort of patrol. There are two, um, they look like trolls with two wolves with them. And they're walking around. And in the distance, you can see what looks like lights and noise. Hmm. And are, they, are they close enough they could, that they might come upon our camp, camping ground? No, no, no. You've flown way up to the top of the mountain with your 26. You see what you think might be Skiergard. I fly in that direction. You fly over in that direction. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I could see this during the day because there is a lot going on. There's a lot going on. You just you want to you want to see it in daylight and you can see the way that this mountain is with this plateau is shaped. Sunlight is going to give you a lot more information. But with dark vision, you're going to get that black well, and white the, photo. Of it. Yeah, but the dark vision is still only 60 feet. It's light. There's got to be ambient. It's not pitch black sure, on sure, top sure. of a mountain. But the details, the little right, right, low right. details. Light vision, like, Plus how moonlight. Much, uh, how much, uh, all right, I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but how much detail do you think an owl hunting sees at night? That's their natural environment. Sure, sure, sure. You know well, I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm giving it to you. With dark vision, it's only 60 feet, so that's not going to help you at all. But obviously with the with with the moonlight and whatnot, you're going to see some things, but they're not, uh, this is a very spread out camp. So there's a lot of, there's some things you're going to see. You're going to see on one part of the camp, tents everywhere. There's a lot of light there and you see innumerable giants on like multiple levels. This camp is like, it goes up and down. There's paths that lead up. It's all different levels. There's a lot of light emanating from that like double leveled camp. There are buildings spread out throughout the area, and 
um, there looks to be maybe half a dozen buildings with the lights on inside. Uh, you can see I cut the power people. Uh, <laughs> people, uh, I say people, giants milling about near cave entrances. There's a lot more going on that's going to need closer inspection in daylight. Okay, so if I if that if that's the conclusion I reach, mm-hmm. I would say I probably cut it short. And yeah, like once I get get some rest, once I know where is it is. Is there a definitive guard patrol, or is that the only guard patrol that? The trolls and wolves. It's my idea that, like, with that 26, she was scanning about and saw this patrol and then followed the patrol backwards and found the camp. Okay. And so she's just whew, flying over the camp, looking at all this stuff. So they were heading back to camp. Yes. The patrol. Okay. Heading back to camp. What's the CR of the trolls? They are. <laughs> oh, you almost got me. Um, but, the Matthew, the most important thing is the sheer scope of this place. Yeah. While it's, it's contained on this plateau. It's still a city. It's the, yeah, it's like a little city, a little winter village. And is it larger huge. than the culmination of the cathedral and surrounding camps of Minderhall's Valley? Um, it's, it's more spread out than that. But, no, I wouldn't say it's larger at all. No, I'd say it probably fits into... Uh, the, you know when you um, when you skulk down to go to the Dark Passage, there was that camp with all the giant families? Yeah. It's probably a, about the size of that, maybe a little bit larger. So okay. it's something that, but it's like, denser. You can, it's denser, yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So you, you can't just make a run for it in no. one, one night. And, I mean, <laughs> one does not simply walk into Skiergard. One does you not might simply say. walk into Skiergard. I mean, it's, it's just pretty clear. There, there are giants everywhere. Everywhere. And you know, you knew this. You know that these are the best of the best, allegedly. Mm-hmm. You fly back down to camp, try and get some rest. Guys wake up the next day. What do you want to do? Lurk wants to range. You want to do some ranging? Try, try again in the daylight? Try again in the daylight. Aren't he also so- wants to look for natural animal tracks or anything, like things that are you know dangerous, regular predators. Wild just, game. Yeah, not just giants, but also, yeah, I don't know like what we're doing for food and stuff like that, you know? Like, right. I'm do we need to hunt? Up some do rations. To- right. Um, uh, but either way, I think he wants to make sure that there aren't natural predators that are uh, kind of sniffing us out or walking around that mm-hmm. could make a, for a dangerous encounter. Rural survival check? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Another natural twenty. All right, so a couple of things with that thirty nine. You see that as you continue up ahead, you're gonna have to make some decisions on where to go, but there are tracks you can follow and you would assume that these tracks are either coming and going from Skiergard. In terms of wild animals that are around the camp, you think that the wild animals are at the base of the camp and that they're going down there to hunt and then bring the uh, not the base of the camp, base of the mountain. So they're going down there to get these animals and then bringing them back up to, to their eat. lairs and stuff. They probably yeah. use the furs and whatever. Um, but you don't feel uh, in danger per se from wild prey on these trails. Okay, good. Um, they've scraped them clean. Yeah. Are there any like mountain goats or doll sheep or no? There's nothing. nothing. They have if yamas. There's, if there's any yamas. anything living out there, they've taken it. They've eaten it. it. <laughs> Um, right, so Faraza will go again as a different bird of prey, so as not to attract attention to anyone who might be bird watching. Ah, what, uh, a what kestrel, kind of bird? A kestrel. This is the headquarters Hawk. of the Audubon I was say, I was <laughs> A kestrel probably is going to attract some attention. Uh, but yeah, I'll it's go as a kestrel. But yeah, no, I'll go as a hawk. A toucan. <laughs> Ooh, look at me. That's really out of season. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't mm. the... Here goes a puffin. A hornbill. You go up there. <laughs> Here goes a pork. Feyraza, and you remember exactly how to get up there, because it was, it was tricky flying around trying to find this out, but you remember how to get up there, and it's going to help Lork and Co. track their way up the mountain as well, and hopefully avoid danger. And now... You see the entire camp. And you come back down and relay this information to them. And this is what you see. Take one and pass it around. Oh, wow. Welcome to Skiergard. Oh, my God. It looks like a super fancy Christmas card. (laughs) (laughs) It is like a Christmas village. (laughs) There's there's Christmas trees and everything. Dickens Skiergard. Merry Christmas from Skiergard. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, the detail is amazing. That's really cool. 
Look at that. Is that so, a blue dragon in this picture? Yeah, that just gives you a, a sense of perspective, that blue dragon flying in the distance. Wow. Um, so if you look at the bottom of the map, and uh, I'll put this up on the, uh, on the website. I was going to say on the Tumblr, put that on the website bro <laughs> at the bottom of the map do you see there's a little guy yeah. on horseback it's the first thing i looked at yeah. okay. no i think he's riding a mammoth i think that's what he's yeah oh yeah, you're it, correct yeah, he's right. riding a mammoth he's riding a mammoth and there are little a... tiny people walking oh behind him God. the thing that concerns me is the mining situation they have in the center it yeah there's like, like a, there's a something. pit mine there's a Oof. pit mine in the middle in the middle of is camp. this in the book is this actual Paizo artwork? Yeah. I've never wow. seen this artwork from, that looks like this. This yeah, is from I, the map folio. That's it, crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's the unbelievable. The detail right? is so incredible. This might be my favorite piece of art that, like, map-wise that I've ever seen. I mean, seen. the, I, the people never... are the size of dust motes, but you can still see them. Like, it, it's yeah, inc- is, like look this... in the very center. Is that people working? Is that what that is? Like, yeah. I mean, like oh, wait, in the slaves. very center? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot oh going on. God. And there's, there's some kind of statue yeah. on the upper, An upper ice, corner. Icy, frosty yeah, statue. Icy frost with a big statue. axe held up yeah. in the air. And with, like, stair, like, on a, on a, on a oh, column you see of that? stone with stairs, steps leading so up So, look, to there's it. watchtowers all over the place. Have you seen I mean, them? it's it's literally a bird's eye view. Like it's the, yeah, the exact. This is view. exactly what Faraz saw. So I'm assuming she has to fight the blue dragon. Roll for initiative. <laughs> but you see now um, Pembroke and Skit. Like w- why she could only she could see all the stuff going on at the camps, but everything else is so spread out. She didn't see the full scope of this. Yeah, um, she might have seen some acolytes near that statue, but for the most part, look at all these cave entrances to the left between the two camps. I wonder if they're connected. Cave entrances in the middle. Uh, there's a, there's some kind of temple like on, uh, on the upper left. Yeah. Looks like yeah. a temple. Looks like some sort of temple. There's a great hall next to it. Yep. There's a Look. long hall to the right of that. There's well, it looks like, like a mammoth farm. There's a mammoth farm. There is a. Uh, do you see the the stairs leading up to a door that is in the mountain itself? Where? Oh. On the, on the oh left. yeah yeah. Oh wow. There is like a, a lot going. There's on. There's a whole bunch of giants in ranks shooting bows and arrows at targets. Yep. Doing target practice in ranks. Oh my god! Wow. This is so cool. Oh, and then look at the little ice skating rink. That is there horrible. Is. <laughs> it looks right like there. they're doing ice fishing or something. Yeah, there's, there's a little uh, boathouse on a, build, a tiny lake. Right, and the ramp is up, built out on the lake. A little dock. I have never been more jealous of an adventure yeah. than I am for what you guys are in for. <laughs> and I feel pretty confident the four of you have never played an adventure like we're going to play in book four. And it all starts next week. <laughs> <laughs> Excited! Fuck you, try! Fuck you, buddy! I want to play now. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.